Hi, my name is David Fairfall and this is Uncommon. Uncommon and Uncommon Clips are produced by Narelle, a unique digital agency. Head to narelle.com to learn more. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E dot com. You know, it was, it was interesting looking at your, you know, obviously pretty impressive CV, but, you know, that sort of stuff doesn't matter when you're an entrepreneur. But the experience you had, I mean, you hold, you held numerous growth positions in the digital comm space. So I've got here, obviously, Brave acquired by Powerland. That took up a decent chunk of time. Yeah. Uh, McCann Erickson. So you were APAC regional director for e-business CRM, web-based marketing projects. This was the very early days of the, the internet. This is 2000s, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, various consulting projects. Uh, I, I was just curious, you know, what to you, when you went to We Are Social and then in developing Metagy today, what seems like the biggest principle you've pulled from that time of your life? Um, look, I think... If you choose to be in digital, probably you accept that that's just going to keep changing all the time. So as as an entrepreneur, perhaps you think, well, I've got to keep moving to the next frontier. That's where the, the real opportunity is, both the challenge and the money. And, and where social is a great example, like I got, got involved in there in 2011 as a partner. Uh, the business has started in the UK in 2008. But really, running a social agency at that point or growing a global social agency was still a novelty. But by 2014, we're in the process where it started to mature. We'd built good businesses around the world and, and I was a partner in the Australian one and we got to a fairly mature point, like a 55-person team. And everybody collectively was going, well, okay, social agency was the frontier in 2008 through to now, but that's becoming the norm. There's a proliferation of social. So how does the agency evolve going forward? And we got an opportunity to sell it. And, and it was a process that we sold it to Blue Focus. Of, uh, that's right. China, which is the largest media group in China. And so you have to do an earn out as part of that. But I came to a juncture where it was either keep doing that or really go off and do something else. And we already had the idea for doing Metagy, which was really, from my perspective, the next frontier in taking, you know, we had, we had a, a massive proprietary data set because we've been doing social, 500 people around the world doing social for brands. And so we, we had this fantastic proprietary data set. Could we leverage that and really use the, the advent of machine learning to turn, you know, what we were doing as a creative process strategically in, into a, a machine-driven strategy for SMEs that, that would deliver that solution for a group of customers that just couldn't afford to buy strategy, right? So, again, fantastic technical challenge, but also changing the way that whole business function and the marketing industry works, right? So, yeah, we are social. When I think about it, there's really only two agencies that became global that developed in a similar way, and I would probably put it as uh, Vayner media although they went more down the route of full service as opposed to um, a social first structure and i think because of that we are social really became known as the global social agency um i, I guess i was intrigued you know we'll get to the this component in a while but i, I get a sense the social crm idea in your head is been a big thing since being at we are social i i'm intrigued working in agency land and, and going through that earnout process, what to you sort of seems like 
you know, for someone who is an agency owner like myself today, what, what was the best and worst thing in hindsight from that time of your career? Hmm. I think, you know, whenever you sell, you're letting go of your baby, right? And, and ultimately it's usually before you finished everything you wanted to do because you want to do it at the right stage of its growth path. Um, so I think letting go is, is part of it, but it's also scary, right? You think I've become comfortable in this environment. I've been in the cans. I've been in a social. It was a pretty, you could do a lot and it was pretty comfortable and we were forging on to do something completely unknown and completely unproven. So there's a huge degree of discomfort and, you know, rising above those, you know, personal feelings around, you know, do, do I jump out and do something completely different? Yeah. Well, that, that was an interesting thing. I mean, I know that one of the notes I had here was leaving We Are Social. And when you left, like I said, biggest global footprint, you got a family with kids. They're not as young now, obviously, but then they would have been younger. Um, you know, there's always this quote that Elon Musk says that entrepreneurship is sort of like chewing on broken glass and looking into the, staring into the abyss. Yeah. I mean, I had this realization a while ago that, um, that would have been the time where people would have still seen AI as a fad and not a trend. I had this recently with TikTok because we, we manage TikTok talent and an Instagram manager said to me that they don't take it seriously. And so I, I was curious for you at that point in time, when was that, that realization that this is not a fad, it is a trend. And it's, it's such a trend that I need to take this risk to go choose some broken glass? Yeah, I think it was circa 2015, maybe 14. I'd already sort of realised that because we were doing some experimentation with it at that point and we could realize, we're realising that at the end of the day we're doing stuff and, and I think AI is the perfect application for marketing, right, because it is about the ability to be able to process large volumes of data and make decisions on that data faster than a human ever could, right? You can ingest more data and analyze that at a rate that no human can. And, and that gives you the ability then to be truly creative off the back of that, right? Because you've got the insight long before someone fiddling around with reporting and thinking about it, you know, was going to do it. And, and I look back, we used to charge customers $20,000 to do this massive report and it would be historical data for sort of six months ago. And you go, there was a fantastic opportunity on this particular topic back then, right? And, and it's just too late to act on it, right, because it's past. We're analysing that data. Like, I, we know if a piece of content has worked. If it's going to work, it works in the first two hours. We know about it as it's working, and we can tell our customer with very simple logic, this is what you do. It is trending. You can leverage that now. If, if you wait for, if it's on Facebook, for example, get the insights three days later, that opportunity is gone because the, the organic driver, whatever was making it work, has disappeared, right? So historically, there's no point going back to try and solve it. That's an application where just the human can't do it. But with that knowledge, the human can be so much more creative to deliver a fantastic outcome, just driving a naturally occurring event, right? Yeah. Like, cause I was wondering why go the route of not just creating an AI driven agency versus a SaaS product. And I get a sense that the sort of, you know, in one of your bios, there was this discussion around the idea of a social CRM. It seemed to me, I don't know if you'd agree, but it seemed to me like a really important idea to you in that era, because if you think about it, you built 
this agency and the agency was social focused and you could see that the world was going social focused, but there still isn't really, there still really isn't CRMs that intertwine well with social and that are social first. So I guess I'm curious why go down the platform route versus, you know, selling insights or agency route. Is it that it's more scalable? Definitely more scalable. I mean, you understand as an agency, you know, it's about you've, you've got to win the work, you've got to execute the work, you've got to build a team to do it. It's very time-consuming and the amount of leverage you get off the back of that is only ever going to be so much, right? And and there's elements of stress and risk to the execution quality and, and continuity and all the rest of it, as opposed to building a product which, from my perspective, it's still there's still risk and and, and you know pressure and hassle in doing that, but the leverage off the back of that to service you know X amount more customers and solve a global problem is a lot more upside in that, right? And yes, it's a bigger challenge, but the upside ultimately is significantly greater. Mm-hmm.